Doodly doodly do. All right, oh. we're on. Okay. Okay. All right, we're in a All quarantine. Right, we're in a... Yeah, we are. Yeah. This virus shit. We skipped last week because um, we had to go to 18 different grocery stores just to get enough food for the week. Yep. Because everything's fucking gone. Yep. So, um, we ended mad up skipping. times we live in. Yeah. Mad! Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're going to do when we need toilet paper. Thankfully, we bought some before this whole thing happened. We're but... going to use our dogs. <laughs> hey, dogs, you want some peanut butter? <laughs> uh, that's horrible. Poor things. Well, we have a bidet for that. but Yeah. Yeah, but that can't. I don't know. Might have to get the damn power washer out for me. I don't know. That thing, uh, the pressure on that gets pretty high. Oh, does it? Yeah. I never use it. Anyways. Okay. All right. Uh, this week, uh, it's involving food, coincidentally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there is didn't none. even plan that. They're yeah. literally... I mean, we walked into Walmart and almost all the... Yeah. The aisles were empty, but the... The replacement meat was still there, so <laughs> guess what we stocked up on? Yeah. Um, there is uh, not shit in the stores. Not We had to buy gluten-free bread because that was literally all they had. And liquid eggs. Yeah, liquid eggs. Which e- I <laughs> really found out I like a lot more than one. <laughs> uh, okay. You do realize they're just eggs that yeah, are already cracked. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I know, but... There's something about it. They're just white. Yeah. They're white. They're better for you than normal eggs. How? If they're just regular eggs. They don't have the, the yolk. yolk. Yeah. Low cholesterol. The yolk, but the yolk has doesn't it has protein in there. Yeah, so do these, and they're less calories too. How do they have protein in there if they are just cracked eggs? I don't know the biology of an egg. Okay, who's going first? Uh, okay, I will. You know what I'm doing. Do I? Well, you know who I'm doing. Do I? Uh, or you know of the person that I'm doing. Do I? Yeah. Uh, Ronald Clark O'Brien. I don't know who that is. What? The Candy Man? The Candy Man is Dean The man Carroll. who killed Halloween. What? Really? The Candy Man is Dean okay. Coral. Uh, All right. No, not the movie. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the serial killer, Candyman. Oh. It was Dean Coral. Oh, no, this is a different guy. Mm. And when did it happen? Oh, on October 31st, 1974. Hmm. If you didn't know what October 31st was, that is on Halloween. Yep. Um, okay. He is convicted of killing who? His son? Yes. With His eight-year-old son. Son. Yes. I already did this. What? A long time ago. Oh no, you didn't. I did. Did you really? Yes. Oh my god. Killed All him. Right. He put cyanide in his pixie stick. Oh fuck. I don't remember that one. I didn't. I didn't do. Sorry. I'm what are you doing? I told you. <laughs> um, it was when we lived in the apartment still, so it was like long time ago. A while back. So are we yeah. gonna try this? From my perspective? Go for it. I can't believe I did that. I mean, I can, but... Why? 
Because <laughs> that's just one thing you would do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, did you get a person to quiz me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you didn't say that he was the Candyman or the man who killed Halloween. Because he's not the Candyman killer. That's Dean Coral. It's not the Candyman killer. He's the Candyman. Yeah, Dean Coral was the Candyman. He, he was, was the Candyman killer. No, he was known as the Candyman. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he put potassium cyanide lace, uh, or his pixie stick was laced with potassium cyanide. And um, his faja claimed to have gotten it from a neighbor uh, during a trick-or-treat outing. He poisoned his son to obtain life insurance money because he was over 100k in debt. Okay, I have a problem with this. What? Because if you get a house loan... Oh, wait, this is in the 70s, though. Yeah, they probably bought a brand new house yeah. for like $25,000. <laughs> right. Okay, never mind. This is different. I was going to say, he, um, I am much more in debt than that just from our house alone. I think he had gambling debt, wasn't it? Uh, I, don't, I think it no, was. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah. That part I don't have. Um, He... uh. He also distributed these poison pixie sticks to his daughter and three other neighborhood children, or and three other neighborhood children, in an attempt to cover up murdering his son. Yeah, it's sick. Uh, His son uh, was the only one to eat the pixie pixie stick. That is so weird, you know, um, that none of them had eaten it. Um. Because when we got home from Halloween, I mean, we, we cleaned house yeah. right away. Well, that was the first thing the kid asked for was the pixie stick. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just <laughs> yeah. like we, <laughs> anything that was good, like a pixie stick, and that could be eaten in three seconds, gone. And I'm pretty sure the one he had was one of those big plastic ones that looked like a big straw. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, and of then, course, you're going to be like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. The Tootsie Rolls and stuff, those go. Those get saved in the bank for a rainy day. Yeah, and then the, um, the like, Tootie Fruities. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Eh. Well, yeah, you d- also didn't want your teeth ripped out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he was convicted of the murder in June 1975 and sentenced to death. Uh, he was executed by lethal injection in March 1984. Um, he worked as an optician in Texas State Optical in Sharpstown, Houston, Texas. Um, so we'll take you back to October 31st, 1974, when he took his kid and two other neighbor ki- neighborhood kids um, trick-or-treating. It was their neighbor's. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know. When the kids uh, arrived to the door, um, so they arrived to this house apparently, and then someone actually didn't answer and the light was turned off, and then the kids actually said that they just left to the next house, and then O'Brien uh, stayed behind, and then apparently... He's like, yeah, I'm going to go try that other house again. Yeah. So he said he did that. And a hand came out with a hairy arm, as he explained, and handed him these five pixie sticks. Um, the 
So we said that he had his two kids and two other kids with him. Well, the fifth one ended up being just uh, a kid they knew from church. It was, uh, it was another kid. So then, um, so our dog is hey. snooping around. No, so he, he yeah he ended up handing him uh, handing um a kid from they knew from church um i think it, yeah he was five years old um the last pixie stick before um bed timothy um which was the kid from church asked to eat some candy which he chose the pixie stick Oh, wait, sorry, Timothy was the kid, not not the church kid. I messed up. Anyways, uh, so Timothy said that he had a hard time getting the powder out of the pixie stick. And O'Brien, this piece of shit that he is, helped him loosen the powder, knowing this was cyanide, mm-hmm. and pouring this down his kid's throat. Um, The little boy from their church when the parents figured out. No, I'm going to get it. I'm oh, going to get to it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I didn't know yes. you were talking about don't. it and then you switched subjects. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't. I, I, I know. I know. I, don't spoil it. Okay. Um, Timothy said, uh, and the kid, uh, Timothy, this poor kid, Timothy, said that it uh, tasted bitter. I can't imagine being a dad doing this and then saying, like, he's like, Dad, it's bitter. Ew, this doesn't taste good. Yeah, and then you're just like, like, what kind of piece of shit are you? Yeah. Um. Anyways. Obviously a sociopath. Yeah. Um. Then he gave his son Kool Aid to wash it away. Uh. He meet Timothy said immediately said his stomach hurt, and where he ran to the bathroom and began vomiting and convulsing. O'Brien said later that. Uh, Timothy went limp in his arms, and then he died uh, en route to the hospital. Um, actually, no one suspected that it was O'Brien because, I mean, it's Who would uh, yeah, Dad? well, Dad doing this, and then, I mean, it very well could happen. I mean, this is not anything out of uh, like. Well, we grew up probably because of him thinking that. You know, watch out for your candy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like it's more believable maybe for us, maybe not that at that time, but still. Anyways, um, <coughs> no, oh, there he goes again. Hamlet has something to add to this yeah. story. You like pixie stick, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So none yeah. of the none of the other kids actually consumed the pixie sticks, except, well, actually he didn't, but. The fifth child from church, um, when the parents found out, they actually ran up to the kid's room where he was sleeping, holding the pixie stick. And why didn't he eat it? He fell asleep trying to open it. Yep. He fell asleep trying to open it. He couldn't open the wrapper. Sorry, did you want me to act like I didn't know? No, 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 it's okay. I can do it. Wait, why? Why did he not eat it yet he couldn't open the wrapper oh. okay um all five pissy sticks had pissy sticks. P- pixie sticks <laughs> what did i say pissy sticks, pissy sticks. <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh, is singular would singular be pixie sty 
What? It would be a pixie stick. A pixie stick? Oh, okay. No, pixie. Pixie. Yeah, pixie stick. Hey. But but it's spelled sticks. S-T-I-X. So it's a pixie sticks. Pixie stick. But it's not spelled that way. Well, you'd have to change it. No, the brand name is sticks. I know. You would have to write stick. But you can't change the brand name. It's a brand name. It's a pixie sticks. A singular pixie sticks? Yeah. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah. I guess you can't say pixie sty because that would change it as well. Anyways. I went to the store and got a pixie sticks. (laughs) Sounds weird. Okay. Anyways, uh, all of them had been open with the top two inches. So I assume this has to be a pretty big one because two inches would be pretty far down on a yeah, smaller one. Yeah, it's one of those giant straw yeah. ones. Uh, refilled with cyanide. Yeah, and uh, we'll go into how much was in there. Uh, refilled with cyanide powder and resealed with a staple. And I don't see you stapling piece of paper very well. Like, well, like you can, but the paper pixie sticks, like... He no. would be able to open that easily. No, the little it was kid. one of the big plastic ones. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it has to be one of the big plastic yeah. ones because oh, of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, the cyanide was consumed by Timothy, uh, or the cyanide that was consumed by Timothy, was enough to kill two adults. Crazy. Yeah. And what about the other four? I'm glad you asked. It contained dosages that could kill three to four adults. So he planned on really fucking up the other kids. Yeah. Um, O'Brien said, he, at first he said he additionally, or initially, didn't know where he got the sticks from, um, which is dumb. Um, suspicion arose uh, when the houses that they did not hand out, or when they figured out all the houses didn't hand out any pixie sticks. And then... And then this is what I was talking about. He said that somebody handed him uh, pixie sticks and he didn't know who it was. And then he ended up actually pointing to the house that was owned by Courtney Melvin. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a guy named Courtney, but okay. Um, anyways, Courtney was an air traffic controller and was actually working that night. He didn't get home till 11 p.m. that night, and police ruled him out because nearly 200 people confirmed that he was at work. Um, and then, yeah, so police then started to dig a little more, and they found O'Brien's debt um, and that he was actually unable to hold a job. In 10 years, he held more than 21 jobs. Hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, like having, you know, a little over two a year. Could you imagine all the W-2s you'd have to fill out? <laughs> no shit. Yeah. And then, so he had taken out life insurance policies on the kids um, just months before H- Timothy's death. And in ni- January 1974, he had taken out $10,000 life insurance policies on both of his children. He had then taken out another $20,000 policy on each child days before the murder. Okay, and then I also have kind of a problem with this one. Uh, O'Brien's wife, she said that she didn't know any of this was going on. I kind of find it hard to believe. I don't know how it works, uh, because whenever I did life insurance, I was on my own. But, like, 
if you're doing it with your children, wouldn't you think that, and you are married, wouldn't she have to sign something? I would think. But I don't know. I mean, it, he's clearly a sociopath, so he's probably really good at manipulating people. And also, or, it could have been different back then, because it's yeah. the 70s where women were still seeking his well, or, inferior. Or he, uh, or he just signed for her. Yeah. Or something. I I don't know. Yeah, the seventies were a different time. So, um, yeah, it's such a weird time. The seventies. Yeah. I think somebody summoned a demon from hell because all the murder, all the serial killers at the time. Yeah, just yeah. all of it. The seventies were just crazy. Yeah. Um. The morning of Timothy's death. Uh, O'Brien reportedly called the insurance company to inquire about collecting the policies that he had taken out on his son. I mean, could you not be any more obvious? Um, O'Brien also reported uh, visiting a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween 1974, um, but he left when he found out the smallest amount that he could purchase was five pounds. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. How could you be mad about five pounds because he probably didn't even use half a pound on those pixie sticks? Maybe it would tie back to him super easily. Yeah, I, I don't know. Weird. Um, at, uh, at the funeral, um, his brother and sister-in-law said that O'Brien spoke about um, what he would do with the life insurance money he said he would go on vacation and spend it on other things <laughs> i don't know crazy uh june 3rd 1975 it took 46 minutes for the jury to find o'brien guilty after conviction his wife uh filed for divorce um and then she later remarried and uh they adopted the or the dad adopted the daughter uh o'brien was shunned in prison good by all the inmates for killing a child, and uh, ab- he was absolutely friendless. His own child at that. Yeah, no kidding. The inmates reportedly uh, petitioned to hold an organized demonstra- demonstration on O'Brien's execution date to express their hatred of him. Um, in his final statement, he maintained his innocence, and three peop- 300 people watched his execution and cheered trick-or-treat. That's so messed well, up. Well, he deserves it. So morbid. I don't care. Could you imagine who could do that? Three hundred people going trick or treat, trick who, or who treat. Could, who could do that to their son? And you're like, it's April. It's not time for <laughs> trick or treating. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's so. really messed up. Well, there you all heard it for the second time. You just start trying to copy me. That's yeah. all it is. Yep. That's all. Okay, I'm gonna do an original. <laughs> One that we haven't done before. Oh, uh, okay. It's called the Cheesecake Murder, or I've called it the Cheesecake Murder. Okay, so let's begin this story in Krasnodar, Russia. And I. Russia. 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 And I learned how to pronounce all these um, Russian words but I, two weeks ago when I wrote this, but I might have forgotten. Speaking of Russia. Bert Kreischer's story of going to Russia is I'm the, the best thing you've ever heard. It's great. Yeah. Google, um, Bert Kreischer. Google Bert Kreischer. I'm, I'm the machine. I'm the machine. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Okay. It is. So we're in Krasnodar, Russia, and it is a town in Western Russia. 
um, right above Turkey and to the right of the Ukraine. So it's pretty near um, Europe. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was like, is Russia in Europe? Nope, it's in Asia. Okay. So, um, the year is 2014. Okay. What were you doing in 2014? Um, still in college. Me too. And working. Okay. Yeah. Same. Just about. Okay. So, 2014. A 36-year-old woman by the name of Victoria Nazarova befriends her older neighbor, 54-year-old Mrs. Ala Alexinko. And that's not weird, right? Nope. You befriend your neighbor. We know some of our neighbors. Not, mm. not on a friendly basis, but we say hi to them when we see them. We're kind of hermits, but... Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, we don't really go outside. But, um, you know, if we see them, we say hi. So she kind of, you know, befriends this older um, female neighbor. Um, However, shortly after she befriends this older neighbor, the neighbor goes missing. That's weird. So months later, the badly burned remains of Mrs. Ala Alexinko were found in a shallow grave. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. So Nazarova, Nazarova quickly becomes the prime suspect after the authorities find out that she was after Alexinko's cash inheritance. Um, but Nazarova um, was having an affair with one of the detectives on the case. So she probably jumped through some hoops with that and um, was probably given some special treatment. And she quickly fled to the United States to get away from being imprisoned. So as it turns out, Mrs. Alexinko, um, rest in peace, had a daughter that lived in the United States. She had um, gone to college in the United States and had a career in the United States. So she decided, she heard about Victoria going over to the United States, and she decided to hire a private investigator, Herman Weisberg, um, to keep tabs on Victoria while she was living in the U.S., So through his detecting, he found that Victoria had settled in a Russian area of Sheep's Head Bay in Brooklyn, New York. And according to the people in the New York area who were familiar with Victoria, she liked to live a lavish lifestyle and have expensive things like fur coats um, and jewelry. So she worked as a, can you guess? Retail. No. Fur coats. Coat maker. Fur coats are thousands of dollars. Jewelry, arguably also thousands of dollars. Sex worker. Yes. Mm. She worked as a dominatrix. <laughs> Whoa. Um, well, no, that's not necessarily. Oh, I guess it would be. Yeah, never I'm sorry. Never, no, 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 no. Because some of them say it's a non-sexual thing, you know, whatever. You are working to satisfy the sexual needs of somebody else. That is no. Some some doms say that it's not. Okay. Well, I'll read an article about it. Okay. So it just makes them happy to get spanked. All right. So <laughs> as she was working as a dominatrix, she would drug and rob men in order to achieve her um, her lifestyle preferences. So that is what this 
P.I. found out about her, that she was drugging and robbing men, uh, working as a dominatrix to afford all this really expensive stuff. And at this point, she's like late 30s, early 40s, so... sure being a dominatrix doesn't have a good health care plan but all right so um i tried to find how this following relationship i'm going to talk about came about um but it was really unclear so somewhere in the this four years where victoria lived in brooklyn um she became friends with 35 year old olga tisvik um and I'm guessing that Olga is either um, from Russia herself or first-generation American of Russian immigrants because um, she spoke Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and she lived in the same area, the same Russian um, neighborhood in Brooklyn as Victoria did. So they became friends. Um, you know, they had that Russian background in common. So um, and my belief is that they met somehow um around this neighborhood and became friends um in one article i read she like worked um what's her name olga worked at a hair salon so maybe they met that way i don't know yeah um so the two women look a lot of like a lot (laughs) alike (laughs) um i said a lot of like um so a lot of articles i read were calling them doppelgangers and twin like um, and they definitely do look similar. I wouldn't say they're doppelgangers. I would say you could definitely pass them off as si- siblings. But not twins. But not, like, identical twins. Yeah, they they look very similar. Um, so, yeah. So, um, on August 28th, 2016, um, Victoria arrived at Olga's home. Um, and I read a different article that said that she showed up to Olga's home at the hair salon, or <laughs> Olga's job at the hair salon. Um, so that's fuzzy. I don't know Yeah. what is what. I think from what I read, it makes more sense that she went to her house. Um, so I'm going to say that's what she did. So she showed up at Olga's house, um, August 28th, 2016. Um <coughs> And says that she brought her something sweet. Which is nice. Your friend shows up and they're like, hey, I brought you a sweet treat. I know you like desserts, so I brought you something. And what um, is it? Oh, a cheesecake? She brought her three pieces of cheesecake. I wonder what kind it was. If it was like New York style. If it was Key lime chocolate. Pie. If it maybe. I don't know. Okay. So. Um, and, of course, Olga immediately eats two pieces of cheesecake because it's delicious, and I would eat probably all three if I was her. But um, <laughs> I can't have that. But Oh, I love cheesecake. So soon after she eats the dessert, she begins violently throwing up, mm. which is the opposite end of what happens to you. Um, <laughs> so she begins... Throw- I throw up just out of my ass instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she throws up so much and so violently that afterwards she passes out. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, the next day, a different... Alcohol's made me do that before. <laughs> <That's> so stupid. <laughs> a different friend um, shows up at Olga's house and finds Olga lying unconscious on her bed, surrounded by pills, as if she had attempted suicide. Um, Was she framed? I'll tell you. 
Olga is immediately taken to the hospital, and she makes a full recovery. Mm. Oh, that's so, good, though. Not today, biatch. Not today. We are, li- we are living today. Betch. Yeah. Betch. Okay. So when she's finally released from this hospital, she goes back home and discovers that her passport, her employment card, and some cash she had, oh, and also a gold ring that she had, were all missing from her apartment. Homeland Security agents tested leftover pieces of the cheesecake that she had ingested and confirmed it was laced with phenazepam. What is that? Which is a Russian tranquilizer. Oh. So the pills that were found scattered around um, Olga when she was found unconscious um, also tested positive for phenazepam. Do these bar napkins smell like chloroform? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Okay. Mm. What's that off of? Hall Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that the other day. Yeah. I died. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Victoria was quickly deemed the main suspect, uh, given her history with authorities in the past, um, and when she murdered her neighbor. Um, so she was arrested in Brooklyn on March twentieth, two thousand seventeen. So she was arrested when it. Okay, so the initial poisoning happened at the end of August. She was arrested towards the end of March. So it is believed that the motive behind this attempted murder was that Victoria could assume Olga's identity. Remember how I said that? Oh, so she. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So she found, she scoped somebody out that looked like her. Wow. That she could murder and take that is insane. Yeah. That's some lifetime movie shit. I know. This really could be a lifetime movie. Um, it is perfect. Yeah. Even the cheesecake bit. Like, it probably is a lifetime movie. Probably. I didn't find anything, but if it's not already made, it's probably in the works. So I couldn't find anything on the final sentencing for Victoria, which makes me believe that she's still awaiting trial. Because as we know, trials can sometimes take years. Um, or. And she wasn't arrested until 2017. Oh. So. I was in, oh, that was recent. Yeah. I was going to say, or she consumed the identity of another person and has never been arrested. No, she's in jail no. right now. Um, so, but as of 2019, she is facing up to, so I couldn't find anything updated for 2020, but as of 2019, yeah. she's facing up to 20 years for the attempted murder of Olga Tisvik. Um but apparently she has a bunch of other charges for larceny and robbery that have um that have to be sorted out in court first so that's probably why she hasn't been convicted of this attempted murder because she's in jail trying to get charged they're trying to charge her for all these other murders right because i believe she get what what is larceny stealing money uh yeah a certain amount of money yeah it's yeah so she's getting charged with drugging and robbing these men as well as other like petty theft too. Um, are you looking theft at theft of personal property? Oh, okay. So yeah, she's getting charged for that. Um, stealing money, stealing. Yeah. So um, in late 2018, Victoria um, she apparently got into an argument at Rikers Prison where she is at um, over the television remote. Um, and later, one when she was in the showers, she was jumped by four inmates. What? Who she claims punched her in the face and repeatedly slammed her head against the shower wall. Um, she was then 
dragged, this is her statement, she was then dragged by her hair back into the day room where the TV is and was repeatedly stomped on by the inmates. Um, you know how you avoid that? You don't make anyone mad. <laughs> you, don't you don't do stupid to, shit. You don't go to jail or prison. Yeah. Um, and she claims that the... Um, what are they, correctional officers just watched this happen and didn't do anything. So after this incident, she spent five days in the hospital where she was treated for a broken nose, loss of vision, and other bodily wow. injuries. So it's like, how does that feel to be in the hospital um, because of something that somebody did to you? Right. Probably doesn't feel too good, which um, I'm going to talk to your friend Olga see, <laughs> see uh, her perspective on it. So she... Um, she actually, the most updated articles that I read about this, she still has um, the loss of vision in one eye. So mm. she's like blind in one eye that because sucks. of this altercation. Um, oh, wait. She's the bad person. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So um, because of this attack on her, I guess, she filed for a $5 million lawsuit against the city because the um, correctional officers refused to or did not intervene during the altercation um and she also went on a hunger that's our justice system yeah she also after this happened she also went on a hunger strike because of her mistreatment at the prison although i know um, these are shitty people but i believe the hunger strike was short-lived and that's all i have okay um because as of 2020 i couldn't find anything about court proceedings or um, sentencing, so that is the cheesecake murder. Although I, I do know these are shitty people and all and stuff, mm-hmm. but like it is kind of shitty how people have to fear for their lives when in prison. Oh, yeah. Like, I, uh, well, I would rather die than be in prison. Yeah. What was that? Well, that's the point, though. <laughs> I know. Don't break the I, law. I mean, it's just so scary, though. But um, like, people get wrongly convicted all the time. Well, remember the night of yeah. that show? That show is a perfect. Um, I guess like, well, it's probably Hollywooded up a little bit, but, um, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. It's a good show. To see like. The scary side of. It's, yeah. Like it shows you like how his life changes Mm -hmm. throughout being there from like a good kid to what he has to deal with to survive in prison. Yeah. yeah, Like what he is forced to do to be able to not get killed. Yeah, it's really well done. I'd recommend it. It's actually really sad. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a really good twist. So if you like that kind of thing. It does? Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll remind I you. But remember. Oh. I don't want to tell everybody if I they haven't up. seen it. Yeah. Um. So anyways. Okay. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if you get it. Okay. He. Okay. That's a he. Is only known for killing six people. Oh, no. So not very many. Okay. Uh, he was adopted. Okay. He was actually very close to his mother and had a hard time coping with her death. I thought this was interesting. At the age of 18, he was enlisted in the U.S. Army and actually served in South Korea. Hmm. And he was known as a proficient marksman. Then he worked as a letter sorter in the U.S. Postal Service. What state? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. That might give it away. 
Will I give it away? Maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure this was. Oh, uh, it was in New York. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, left letters near his victim's bodies. Son of Sam. Fuck! What the hell? More multiple people have done that. Um. David don't Berkowitz. Don't tell me. Dang it. I knew, oh, oh, I knew Berkowitz. Sorry. I couldn't oh, think okay. of his first name. Yeah. Son of Sam. Yes. Son of Sam. Yeah. Dang. I didn't know he served in the... I know. I thought that was interesting as well. I did, I well. forgot. Yeah. See, that's what I like to get out of the game is like little stuff like that. But yes, he served and he was known as a proficient marksman, which actually makes sense because he mainly attacked people and when they were driving or when they were walking. He only shot people. Yeah. Which is so weird. It's so but, unlike any other serial killer. But like, so I didn't, and I didn't know that though. Um, like he was in the military and stuff. So then when I started reading this, I was like, it, you know, put the pieces together. Like, oh, okay. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, What are yeah. the other clues you had? Uh, the attacking people in cars. I was saving that one for last because I thought that might give it away. Um and then he had um, been commanded to kill by his neighbor. He said he was commanded to kill by his neighbor, Sam Carr, who sent messages uh, through his dog, a demon-possessed lab. Yeah, the, he said the dog was possessed by like a 3,000-year-old demon. Yeah. Which he admitted was he made up. Yeah. To get the insanity. Right, yeah. Yeah. He is in, if you watch the show Mindhunter, he's in season two. Yeah. And they did a phenomenal job with the actor's um, makeup and prosthetics because he looks almost Just like exactly yeah. like the real dude. They did really good in that show. Yeah. I hope they do. They are doing season three, right? I, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I sure hope so. Yeah, it's a good show. Everything's paused right now on recording and filming and all that. but Yeah. Releasing. Yeah. Yeah. So go he killed because he hated women, something like that. Uh. That I don't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. So, okay. All right. He, like, found... Oh, no, I remember. he When he found out he was adopted, he found out that his real mother um, didn't want him. Mm. I think she was, like, a sex worker or something, and she didn't want him. So he was, mm. like, that's kind of what sparked this whole oh, okay. mental health decline with him. So. Yeah. I didn't know he was adopted, but yeah. Yeah. Said he was adopted uh, damn near close to at birth, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's next week? Um, I don't know. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Surprise so, you guys. So podcaster pick. Or no, we'll just figure out a topic or whatever. Okay. Either way. Okay. All right. See you next week. Stay safe. Clean your hands. <laughs>